Welcome to Back of Napkin, the podcast created in honor of that great tradition of big ideas doodled on little pieces of paper, where we here at Fleischman Hillard are passing a napkin to top marketing leaders who will sketch out what's on their minds about the topics that are on ours. Welcome to Back of Napkin. I'm Candace Peterson, Global Managing Director of Brand and Consumer Marketing at Fleischman Hillard. Can Lions is arguably the biggest event in the communications industry. And this year, I had the good fortune to serve as a member of the PR jury, which was a completely different experience than I've ever had at the festival and without a doubt, the most educational. Ten jurors from around the globe found ourselves elbow to elbow in a modest white-walled fourth floor room on the edge of the palais. It was in this unassuming room that we would, over the course of four long yet equally inspiring days, give way to a collective point of view that effectively set the new creative standard for the PR industry. For more on that point of view, we'll start with audio from the PR jury press conference with this year's president, Michelle Hutton from Edelman, London. Here, Michelle shares our vision and how we approached evaluating the work as a jury. You know, I think we we came into this festival knowing that this was our opportunity to somewhat reset PR at the festival. And we've done that this year because what we've looked for is PR as a craft. And a craft that matters more today to businesses and brands and society. You know, we've we've seen work from 67 countries around the world. We've seen some extraordinary work. We had very tough debates and conversations and discussions in the room. And where we have landed is with a portfolio of work that we think will send a clear message to the marketing services world and to the business world generally about why our craft matters. Our jury was comprised of exceptional talent from Singapore, Brazil, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, the UK, and the US. Debating the award entries with such an experienced and diverse group of people from all over the world was a truly unique opportunity. And as we evaluated and really poured over the work, we saw some interesting themes take shape. PR is a weapon. That's my fellow juror, Yvonne van Bakhoven. Yvonne is EVP of Lewis Communications in the Netherlands. PR is uh, my day-to-day trade and uh, it's the job that I do, but coming uh, to the event really opened my eyes as to the power of it and what you can achieve uh, for good causes, how you can draw attention to big problems and make businesses change their ways and uh, even politics stand up and take notice and change policy. To echo Yvonne, a clear theme we saw this year were brave companies and brands stepping up in local markets in partnership to help create conversations and important movements for change. Here's Kunia Kunze, founder of eSakai Germany, with more on this trend. There is great work illustrating this theme. One of them is the tampon book, which engages people to sign a petition against higher taxation on female hygiene products in Germany. Another one is Koshogo. This is a campaign in Kyrgyzstan to address bride kidnapping and forced marriage. Hundreds of women have spoken up since then and refiled their cases to the police. 
And a very impressive campaign is uh, the People's Seed, where the United Nations has launched an additional seed at their COP24 conference on climate change. And this is the seed for the people. All of this leads me to believe that there is some sort of superpower in PR in solving cultural tensions and in also supporting brands and businesses in collaborations with the people. Cornelia mentions the tampon book, which, by the way, our jury awarded the coveted Grand Prix. It's a great example of PR being used as a weapon to allow the voice of the consumer to become stronger. There were so many interesting themes and trends that came out of this year's discussions in the jury room for the PR Alliance. But one that I really gravitated towards was seeing the simple yet effective action-based programming. You know, there is a lot of talk about long-term change that is needed, that is vital, but we saw many campaigns which really demonstrated real, tangible progress towards a better world today. Meet Howard Pulchin, APCO's Worldwide Creative Director. So if I think about, you know, some of the work that really came under this theme, one that I personally loved was the hidden flag from Spain um, that came to life at the World Cup in Russia. It was meant to defy the anti-gay attitudes of the host country in a way that personalized the diversity and the importance of LGBTQ people. It was a chance to say, we're here, we're vital, and we are an equal part of the world. I like Howard's theme of simple yet effective action-based programming. That's exactly what the Hidden Flag campaign accomplishes. It was a simple act, yet so incredibly effective. Seven activists wearing soccer jerseys from different countries to form the rainbow flag right under Russian authorities' noses. A hidden flag in plain sight. So bold. And speaking of bold, Marta Karlqvist, CEO of BCW Group in Sweden, takes on another bold trend we saw in this year's CAN. An interesting observation, judging Ken Lyons, was that in a world where press freedom is globally at risk, media has turned to out-of-the-box thinking to fight back. One of my favorite campaigns on the theme of media fighting back was Land of Free Press, created by Finnish newspaper Helsingin Sanomat. As Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, both notorious for their critical stance towards the media, were traveling from the airport to Helsinki for the Russia-USA summit, they were greeted by a billboard saying, Mr. President, welcome to the Land of Free Press. One could argue that this was simply an outdoors advertising campaign, but while judging, we saw the ads as a press statement to the international media and the world, which Helsinki and Sanomat knew would be watching. A simple yet powerful message sparking immediate international discussion on the state of press freedom. Now to Vanya Siorla, EVP of Ketchum Brazil. Well, my theme about the festival is that PR is the voice of reliable and true stories. To contextualize this theme, Banya takes us through a campaign called Second Chances. This local organ donation campaign was done in partnership with the California Police Department. It's based on a simple truth. Organ donation is the ultimate gift that people can bestow upon a stranger. Yet only half of Americans register to become a donor, despite 95% believing it's vital. Drivers who committed infractions or moving violations and had the donor pink dot on their license, which shows that they are organ donors, 
got a second chance, and instead of a fine, they received a second chance ticket, basically a thank you card for being donors. And in the month the campaign was launched, California registered more than 110,000 new donors. I love the second chances case Vanya references, and even more so that its success is being co-opted by other states. Just goes to show that a powerful idea with earned at the core will travel. And speaking of co-opting, Jenna Young, ECD at Weber Shandwick, New York, observed that brands were doing a lot of co-opting this year. A trend we saw was brands beginning to collaborate, even sometimes with their competitors. Volvo had seen a gender discrimination in crash data and shared that IP to make sure that every car was safer for women to drive. Or Harmless Guns, a 3D printing company developed a way to identify if someone was printing a gun and to refuse to print it and made that software available for their competitors to use as well. For our last trend, Shovek Mukherjee, ECD at Golan, Singapore, zooms in on what might be one of the most important trends we saw this year. Ken Lyons has always celebrated creative work that has a social purpose. However, one of the key themes that stood out this year is creative public relations campaigns that is a primary focus of driving business results. It's true that in past years, critics have dinged Cannes PR Lion juries for awarding work that made people feel good, yet didn't actually move the business. This year's jury put an emphasis on real impact, not just impressions. We saw some brilliant campaigns from brands that are taking responsibility of the impact they create on the industry while not losing focus of their core business objectives. While prices of cryptocurrencies were crashing, McDonald's created the world's first food-based currency, the McCoin, winning a gold PR lion while increasing the Big Mac sales by 6% globally and by 40% in the U.S. Smart, creative PR programs can not only win hearts, but positively impact the business bottom line. So with this group having collectively reviewed 1,800 some odd cases and 350 as a group, clearly this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to trends. In review, we learn that PR is a craft, not a channel. We learn that PR can be used as a weapon for good. And that simple, yet effective, action-based programming wins. We saw media fighting back this year. We learned PR is the voice of reliable and true stories. We saw brands are collaborating and that they are driving business results responsibly. A million thank yous to my fellow jurors for sharing their quick thoughts on themes coming out of Cannes this year. And thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the episode notes for links mentioned in this episode. And a final shout out to our amazing producer, Sam Hottie. Thanks, Sam. This has been a production of Fleischman Hiller, a global public relations and marketing agency serving the world's top brands. For more information about this podcast and to listen to previous episodes, visit FleischmannHiller.com forward slash brand marketing. <laughs>